Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up, family? It is good to be back on the radio. It's been a wild, wild ride over this last month. <laughs> Just uh, taking a little bit of time off, hanging out with the kids, trying to be there for my wife. And uh, we did a couple of pre-recorded shows, but um, man, it feels good to be in studio live with you guys tonight on a Saturday night, wherever you're at, anywhere across the United States, you're listening, got nothing but love for you guys. God loves you. This is the holiday season. This is Christmas. It's Christmas is coming up. And during these times, Christmas and New Year, depression runs through the air. Um, just here in Orange County, recently the um, police chief of Westminster, California, um, got divorced with his wife and literally went to the 405 freeway and jumped off the overpass. I don't know if you heard about no, this, I Melinda. Didn't hear about this that. happened a couple days ago. Jumped off into the freeway, and uh, that was that. Wow. But um, a lot of stuff happens during during these times. You know, there's brokenness of families. Exactly. You don't have finances to 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 buy gifts or whatever whatever it is. Um, it's just that's the statistics. Yep. So it's good to be on the air with you guys. Maybe you're going through that tonight. Maybe tonight you need encouraging. Maybe you are dealing with depression. Maybe you just are. You know, maybe you aren't dealing with any of these things. And you're just driving down the road and you need just to hear something that God has to say to you. And I pray that tonight that God, you know, says something through us that will encourage you in your faith to take you to that next level. And I don't know about you, but for me, like I said, I've taken some time off from teaching and I've just been at home trying to be a father getting, we have triplets and we're trying to, they just turned nine months and we're trying to get them uh, to sleep through the night, which that just happened a couple days ago. <laughs> so things are changing in my personal life and I cannot wait to get back and start teaching the Bible and encouraging people in the church. We're still touring high schools and uh, doing public high school tours, encouraging the students in those schools. We hit a couple Christian uh, schools as well, uh, but touring with the whosoever's movement. So there's a lot of crazy things that are going on in my personal life. And I know that there's things going on in your personal life as well. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the whosoever's movement. Um, We started it about uh, nine years ago. And the whole mission is uh, just it's a movement of whosoever is leading the way to reflect Christ in culture. We go to these high schools. We speak purpose. We speak truth about Jesus Christ dying on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. And whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And whosoever calls on him, the name of the Lord shall be saved. And like I said, these students are, are dealing with eating disorders, self-harm suicide, depression, anxiety, all these different things. And a lot of them just don't even know who Christ is. And what's so amazing about this is that when we present the gospel to them, this is the first time they're hearing that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and revival is breaking out in the schools. Kids are getting saved. The Gideon Bibles, the Gideons in Tennessee are giving us Bibles to give to these kids, the gospel of John and radical things are happening. And if it's close to your heart to see these kids get saved in public high schools, and you want to partner with us, you could go to the whosoevers.com. It's the end of the year. We're a nonprofit organization. You could uh, donate and uh, you can get a tax write-off. But pr- pretty much it, we go to schools for free, but it does cost money for us to get there. We do a free concert. We bring food for the kids. We bring products. We bring the Bibles. We do the whole with the bands, the whole thing. But um, if you want to partner with us and donate, you can go to the whosoevers.com. 
and uh, you know, partner with us in that way. Or we have a whole product line that also, when you purchase our products, it donates to the cause as well. Like we just bought a sound system and stage so we wouldn't have to rent it anymore. But when you buy our products or donate, it goes towards that as well. So it's awesome. I mean, all the, the musicians and different people that show up, everyone does it pretty much for free. And, uh, but it does cost gas and, you know, there's different, there's different costs, you know, I mean, just getting pizza for the kids costs like 300 bucks to, to feed all the kids there. So there are little costs, but yes, we would love for you guys to partner with us and, um, even just rep the, the movement in your areas, wherever you're at. I heard this cool story of this dude that, um, some guy got saved and then he ended up uh, wearing one of our t-shirts and he was actually at some concert wearing one of the whosoever shirts and some guy came up to him, um, he actually, it was one of his friends that went with him. He saw him wearing this T-shirt that we had. It said, the whosoever saints and sinners. And he asked, hey, what's up with that shirt, the whosoever saints and sinners? And he goes, hey, man, just go check it out. Go to the website. Well, the dude ends up going to our website, watches a couple videos, ends up giving his life to the Lord, and his life was pretty much transformed, and now he's serving God. So it's just cool ways to, to wear a product out in culture. People see it. They ask questions. And then once they discover the whosoever's online or whatever, they're going to find out about Jesus. Or you could even share what the whosoever's movement is, how it's a movement of whosoever's leading the way to reflect Christ in culture. And if they ask you who Christ is, tell them who Jesus Christ is. It's, it's, a, rad, it's a rad opportunity to, uh, to partner with us. But tonight, I was uh, sitting in my house earlier today, and I called my uh, sister-in-law. I have uh, Melinda Reese in Hello. studio with me. And I have my actual niece in studio, <laughs> Skylar Reese. Hi. So I don't know if we're going to call this live with Ryan Reese or we're going to call this live with Skylar Reese. I don't know. What do you think? I think live with Skylar Reese is a better idea. <laughs> so anyway. I'm she is 13, so you know. Yes, she is 13. And she's going to be 14 yep. on Monday. Monday, yes. Can't wait. It's going to be, that's big. Dude, you're almost driving. That's going to be crazy. I know. But well, your maybe, sister's 16. She doesn't drive yet, though. I was say, maybe she will be the one that will drive. Because my 16-year-old won't. She won't. <laughs> Monet, where are you at? We're exactly. looking for you. <laughs> Get your license already. But um, I was sitting at my house today thinking about what could we talk about tonight during this, this season. And I just started going through my Instagram. You know, people start leaving these, um, these different, um, you know, direct messages. And, you know, people email me. And it's hard to keep up with all the right. incoming mail, exactly. but I went through and I, and I selected probably like, I don't know, how many do we have? How many questions do we have? We here? have nine. We have nine questions and that we're going to get. we'll get through them. We're going to, dude, I want to get through all these because then next week, then we could even take more of the questions. Right, right. But as I was going through them, I thought this was, this would be awesome. This is the listeners that are listening. This is you guys right. that are listening to the show that are writing in with a little bit of your story and then asking a question. So I said, Dude, let's do this. Let's just de- dedicate the whole episode to this. So let's start from the top, Melinda. Let's start with question one. You want to go ahead and read it? Okay. First of all, I want to give the number for people if they're driving and they want to call in. It's 888-564-6173, and we'd love to hear from you. Just call in, and we'll try to answer your questions as best as possible. Sounds amazing. Yes. Okay, so let's start with question number one. As she says, I'm assuming it's a girl, right? Uh, this one is a girl. Okay. Hey Ryan, I don't know if you would remember me since you talked to a lot of people at harvest, but I want to thank you for praying with me ever since that night. I've been changed. I've been happier. I don't feel much anger anymore. My relationship became better. 
I've let go of what happened in the past and just trusted God more, and I'm more uplifted than ever than I've ever been. God worked through me, and I'm so thankful he led me to you that night. God bless. Now, this girl, actually, we were going to wait for her to call in, but she never called in. But what she told me was that she was dealing with anger. And a lot of people do. I deal with anger. Right. I deal with anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anger is a gnarly thing. It is. Right? And this girl was dealing with anger. And I remember her coming up to me at the Harvest uh, Crusade. And um, she's just, you know, this little emo uh, girl comes up and she just says, hey, will you pray with me? And, and she started bawling. She just said she was dealing with anger. And there was things in her past, things that were happening in her life that, that led her to this. And uh, we prayed, and she actually sent me this message recently um, about how God showed up in her life and transformed. And this is so. This is what Jesus does. Exactly. You know, when you when you come to Him, you you know, in James it says, you know, come to the elders of the church. They'll lay their hands on you, put some oil on you, and pray for you, and then um, you'll be healed if you're right. sick or whatever's going on. And this is clearly what happened. And I hope that she calls sometime with the show. And I want to actually come back to this, to this comment, but God does show up. And if you are driving, listening to this show, whatever you're going through, you don't have to have me pray for you. Right. You literally just pray yourself to God and say, God, here I am. I need you. What this, these, these are the circumstances I'm going through. Maybe there's sin going on in your life. You just start confessing your sin. Right. Anyone that confesses their sin, God, you will be forgiven. Exactly. That's, that's what the Bible teaches. Confess. Lord, help me with my anger problem. Lord, help me with my drug addiction. Lord, help me with my bitterness. Help me with my pride. Help me with whatever it is in my life. Confess your sins. And God is faithful to forgiveness of our sins. And that's basically what God did in this girl's life. And I guarantee she'll be calling back. And you know what? I think for a lot of people, it's like they want prayer. And they ask for people to pray for them. But sometimes when people pray for them, they don't truly believe. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So they walk away and they're not changed because they don't believe that God can do it. And so all you have to do, you have to come to Jesus as a child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you come to him as an adult, like, because we think we know everything. Yes. We've lived life. We have experience. We have all these preconceived ideas of how it should happen and how God is going to do it in our lives. Instead of just saying, you know what? I know absolutely nothing. And I'm coming to you just bear with nothing. Just fill me and just do what you want with me. But, you know, sometimes I think people don't really do that. So then they go, yeah, God didn't do anything for me because they don't have the faith. Because realistically, it doesn't take much. What does it say in the Bible? It says uh, to have faith as a mustard Mustard seed. seed. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you know how small a mustard seed is? So it's not that much, but you have to have faith that he can do it and he will do it. And sometimes it doesn't happen right away. And so people give up, but it's in his timing and not our timing. And his timing is perfect. Yeah. You know what? That brings me up to a little situation. What I was talking about earlier today is I stopped teaching about a month ago or something like that. And when I'm teaching, I'm in the word of God all the time. And I took off time to be with my family. So I'm, I mean, when you have three infants, it's loco. Right. And they're all the same age. Exactly. So what was going, what was going on in my life is that, you know, the enemy starts coming in mm-hmm. and there's just the different things started happening. And I just, you know, I started going through some hard, some hard times because it, it was, it's been tough, but right. we know that God's grace is sufficient. Exactly. You know, but it, it's for me, I looked at it. It's like a growing stage in my life. Right. I'm like, okay, when I'm like hardcore doing ministry full time, well, it's kind of easy because you're just in the zone. Right, right. And you know, cause you teach too. Yes. But then when you also you stop teaching mm-hmm. and then you have to do like family affairs and 
you're not in the Word of God right. all the time because you have three infants. Right. It, you, it's just not possible. Right. You know, you're just trying to maneuver through exactly. things. You got diapers that you're trying to, right. you know, feeding and kids are sick and the whole thing. But what I learned is like I, today I just kind of got real with God and I was just like, Lord, man, like I, I feel like I kind of feel like I'm lukewarm. When I know I know my relationship with God. I don't I'm not lukewarm. Right. But I'm just I'm not in that zone. That zone. Yeah. And I'm not used to being like that. Exactly. So for me, that's lukewarm. But right. yet, that's where a lot of Christians are. Not that you're lukewarm. It's no. just you're going through life and you're not teaching the Bible. Exactly. So for me, I felt like I was lukewarm. But I'm like, I'm not lukewarm, God. I am following you. Right. I do love you. Right. But there are these like these little fleshly body appetites that have been coming up. Right. And, you know, I just started confessing. I'm like, God, help me with this. Yeah. Help me with that. Help me with this. And I just started confessing. And I know that God will forgive and, exactly. and I'm just like, God, show up in my life. Right. And as I did that, and as I continue to do that through my life, I feel God, the power of the Holy Spirit come through and start right. working in my life. Right. But we got to. You have to we, recognize it, though. You got to You know believe, what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you didn't recognize that and you didn't say, you know, pray and ask him to help you, mm-hmm. then it could have gone so much further. You know what I'm saying? And your flesh could have slowly, because it's a mm-hmm. slow thing. Mm-hmm. Your flesh becomes stronger and stronger. And sometimes it becomes so strong that it's, I mean, almost impossible. People forgive up coming back. That's you know very what I'm saying? easy to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like recognizing it at the point where it's not bad at all. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you're in sin or anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And confessing and being like, okay, Lord, like, you know what? Like, I just need you. Like, I feel like these temptations that are coming up that no don't normally come up when I'm constantly in the word, when I'm teaching, Mm -hmm. but now Satan's trying to get in there and just disqualify me and make me think that I'm not worthy to do this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You get, get, and I could see how Pete just, like just when I say normal people, I'm I'm just putting people that don't (laughs) teach the Bible. Right, right. Exactly. Because teaching the Bible, like I said, you're in a zone when you're in that, in that program. Right. But I could totally see how it could be such a battle. And it's a learning lesson. It's, I, it really has shown me even because ever since I got saved, it, you know, after a year of me getting saved, I just went straight into like telling my story and, and teaching and doing that whole thing. Right. So I've been in that grind for a long time straight. Exactly. So for me pulling out, God started showing me like we're like – I'm like, okay. And now I, I could see even more where people are, are – it's like I have more of an understanding now where people are going right. – what people are going through. right. So it's a good thing. So yeah. God loves you. And that girl, that girl called in, Megan. So I'm going to go ahead and pick that up okay. and see what she has to say. Let's see if this, uh, get the sticky note. Okay, Megan. How you doing, Megan? You're on the air. Hi, Ryan. Good to hear from you. I was actually, uh, I just read your Instagram that you sent me. Yeah. And um, so anyway, I wanted you to call in. I know this is your first time on the radio. <laughs> But um, I wanted you to call in because I know when I met you that night by the booth, by the K-Wave booth, you came up to me and you said that you were dealing with anger and there were just some things that were going on in your life. And we just, you didn't go into detail. I just saw that you were in a broken place and that's enough. So I, you know, we, we got together and we prayed and I know that the Holy Spirit kind of showed up right there on the spot with you, yeah. but... What can you just give me a, a just to the listeners that are listening because there's a lot of people that are dealing with anger and different things in their life, and they're at a point where they need to come to God and they need to ask, they need to pray to Him. But what were a couple things that God did immediately in your life that was part of the transformation that He did? 
I just really noticed that it was, it kind of happened really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was saved back in 2012, so it was kind of that same feeling. Yeah. But by the peaceful feeling. So you're, you're what you're saying is right on the spot. You just felt peace. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome that you exactly. say that because that's exactly what the Bible teaches. <laughs> right. You know, when you when you receive Jesus Christ, God says it says that He'll send you His Holy Spirit, and just like when Jesus got baptized, the Holy Spirit descended on Him like a dove. When we invite Jesus Christ into our life or we give our life back to the Lord like you, whatever it is, or even when we're going through hard times, you pray and the Holy Spirit will come. The paracletus or come alongside and the Holy Spirit is the peacemaker. So that is that is one of the effects of of the Holy Spirit. So there you are dealing with. I mean, you just got out of the harvest crusade. So you're you were still in a broken place. And then you prayed and the Holy Spirit came upon you. So that happened immediately. And then what were some other effects of the Holy Spirit? As you as you left in your life, would you see a couple things change in your life? I mean, for one, like I was going through a really tough spot in my relationship. That was one, so mm-hmm. I kind of noticed that improved a little bit more, and that it was more peaceful and more positive. Like God was there mm-hmm. in that, and I kind of felt like before that wasn't there. And it just seems for me like I'm still kind of struggling with that a little bit because. The anniversary of my grandpa's passing was on Wednesday. Okay, so sorry about that. That is kind of where I became, I think, more upset as well because I kind of got reminded of that as well. So we kind of, you know, struggled more, and I kind of felt like I was falling out of place with my Christian, my, my faith, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I felt like. And I started reading the Bible more, and I just, you know, I read what you told me to read, James, you know, and that helped me more. Right. Like that, I felt an instant relief. Like yeah. I felt more at peace. I felt that God was right there with me as soon as I read that. And how old are you again? I'm 19. You're 19. Yeah. So you're young and you're going through all this and you said that sometimes you you get temptation. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where we live in a fallen world. Obviously there's sin in the world. So we're going to, we're going to go through temptation. We're going to have temptations. And when we're tempted, that's not sin. So that's how the enemy likes to mess with us. It says in Peter, it says, uh, I think it's second Peter. He roams around the world like a roaring lion looking to whom he can devour. Mm -hmm. So it says to be sober minded. Satan is always looking to tempt us to make us fall. So you're going to go through temptations, but just keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Have faith, be sober minded, stay strong, stay in the word, pray, and God will keep leading you. He'll keep guiding you. And he's that, that Holy Spirit. It's that come alongside. He's going to walk with you and beside you. And he's going he's gonna to lead you. And that's, that is basically you're doing exactly what you should be doing. I think the key thing that Megan just said is that when she started reading the Bible, things started to change. You know what I'm that's saying? That's key. That is key because that is how we get to know who Jesus is. And the more that we know who he is, the more that we can discern between Satan and Jesus. You yep. know what I'm saying? But if we don't know who he is, then how do we know when Satan's talking in our ear or when Jesus is talking in our ear? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, so we won't know. And so by Megan saying that, I mean, that's what we need to, you know, inform everybody. Like the more you read the word, the more he's going to come real in your life and the more you're going to know who he is And then you're going to be able to overcome these temptations because you're constantly feeding your spirit instead of your flesh. There it is. Megan. Yeah. Thank you for your phone call. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) No No worries. 
All right, take it easy. Yeah, I know you're right because people, you know, what's interesting is people that call themselves Christians and they don't read the Bible and they're like, oh, you know, I'm struggling, I'm this, right. I'm going through all this stuff. And I'll ask people, do you read the Bible? No. no. When's the last time you went to church? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, well, what do you think was going to happen? Exactly. It's like you you can't call yourself a Christian and not read the Bible and not go to church. Exactly. And you don't, if you don't know anything, if, if you don't read and you don't go to church, that means you're not learning you're not learning about the Jesus. Right. You don't know what you believe, so therefore you're not a Christian. Exactly. You have, just, you have nothing to defend yourself from Satan. If you're a musician right. and you have a guitar, yeah. but you don't know Ever how to— play it. You've never played the guitar <laughs> and you don't right. know how to read music, mm-hmm. are you a musician? No. 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 You're, you're a poser. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, that's, and that's pretty much yep. the, a lot of the state of, of people— I know. That call themselves Christian. There was an article that Gary Ruff just sent me. Oh, yeah. Junior about uh-huh. um, the state of the Christian church. It's funny because I've just thought about it. Right. Is that, you know, these, these people that call themselves Christians, they don't go to church. They don't read the Bible. Right. And they just don't even know what it even stands for. And that's the state yeah. of, of the church. Exactly. You know? It's so true. It's, they want she, the, she has it. She has she it. Has she's it. reading. Yep. She's praying. And she's being transformed. Exactly. And the word became flesh. flesh. The word of God became flesh, became Jesus Christ. The Bible is the DNA of Jesus Christ. You right. read it. You learn about Jesus. You learn. You know what you believe. And yep. then when those temptations come, the Holy Spirit will bring back those verses exactly. that will combat those temptations that are going on in your mind and in your life. Because Satan wants to come for your mind. And mess yep. with your mind, but the scriptures say bring your your mind into captive, captivity captivity with yeah. Christ. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that any of us are going to be tempted with or go through that's not in the Bible, that Jesus didn't deal with himself or his disciples or anyone. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, oh, well, that was written so long ago. It really doesn't apply to today. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. It has everything that you could ever go through in your entire life is right there in the book, and all the answers are there. There, there it is. Get a Bible. And if yes. you can't read the King James or New King James, get a New Living Translation. Exactly. Fifth grade reading level. It works for That's me. Right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take, uh, what, what was this one? <laughs> How you doing? You're on the air. Hello? Hello? How you doing? You're, on, you're live. Nice. Oh, hey. Um, my name's Catherine. Nice to see and, you um, or hear you from you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you on my screen. Exactly. Okay, wait. Hold on. Hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was on speakerphone. I'm actually in my car because my condo. I I can't hear you guys. Oh, all good. Uh, all good. So, what's your question tonight? Well, it's not a question. It's it's. I just wanted to thank you guys. Um, I had no idea you existed um, until last week. Oh wow. Um, I was. I'm a nurse, and I've been through a lot of stuff in my life, and I've been in and out of. You know, I I have issues with belief, but anyway, I'm coming out. Um, you know, from my job and you guys are on my radio and it's just, I've been like reading the Bible and then I I found you on YouTube and I've been watching videos. So did you ever have any Christian faith before or did you just come across this radio station? No, I mean, I've been wrestling with it. Like I, I was raised, you know, my dad has a lot of anger. He's a Vietnam vet. Mm -hmm. He's a pragmatic is what he says. Um, so it's, I wasn't raised with it, but then I went to a Calvary chapel, and I think I heard your dad. I had no idea you guys were related, but mm-hmm. I heard <laughs> Rocky like 15 <laughs> years ago about anger and this and that, and 
Um, I never, I, I went to church and I prayed, but I didn't, uh, like, I don't know what it's like to know God, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? And then, um, like, at work one day, because, you know, I'm a nurse, and they floated me to a, a, a nursing unit, and I was really scared and anxious, and I'm, like, it was crazy. And I have a, a nurse friend that's Christian, and she came up and prayed for me, and it was like this heat came over my body, and it was like peace. Wow. Like, Holy Spirit. It was like exactly. Doing a bunch of Xanax or something. It was crazy. Yep. And um, I called her, like, you know, midday through, and I said, Oh my gosh, like, what did you do? She said, I prayed <laughs> over you. God has you. Jesus is real. And, you know, I felt it, but it's just hard. Like, my mind, like, it's just, it's so hard to understand. I feel like I don't have the spiritual eyes opening, and it's, it's very frustrating. Okay. Okay. So check this out. So that's awesome that God, He revealed Himself to you. He, uh, you know, when she prayed over you, you, you had a Holy Spirit encounter and, um, that encounter that you had, that, uh, experience mm-hmm. we'll say, uh, that just proved that God is real and he does exist and he's revealing exactly. himself to you. And the thing is we don't live by experiences. Like we don't just keep seek, seeking these experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people do, but that's very, that doesn't get you anywhere. What we do is we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. So the goal for you or the key is going to be to get a Bible that you can understand, check out the different translations because you don't want to read something that you have a hard time understanding. There's simpler translations. Um, you know, the new living translation is a great translation to understand. And then as you progress, you can go to the King James and then, you know, up to the new King James if you want or whatever it is, but you got to get plugged into a church Find a pastor that you like to listen to because mm-hmm. it's going to be lame if you're going to a church and you don't even like to hear the exactly. pastor. That is the key. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be the key, right? So uh, find a pastor that you like to listen to and then get plugged into that church. Uh, you can go to the, you know, the Calvary website and, and, and find a church. And, you know, there's other churches that are awesome. Just make sure they teach through the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so line upon line. Line upon line. You don't want to go through the topicals because then you just hear whatever the pastor wants to Talk about. Talk about when if you go right through the Bible, you actually, you hear all the stories. You hear the full word of God. So get plugged into someone you love to listen to. Get a Bible. Just start reading through the New Testament. And then um, when you get to the end, just flip to the front to the Old Testament. And then just kind of cruise through there. And um, you'll grow. And ask God. Say, Lord, speak to me. Exactly. And ask, you know, go to a church. Go to a church and go to the, some of the elders or the pastors and tell them to, to lay their hands on you and ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, God will start working. Yep. He'll start working in your life. And I, I see that you watch, you listen to the show on YouTube's. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if you like watching, listening to the show. I actually teach the Bible, too, on my YouTube channel. You'll find this thing called Shine. It's I'm yeah. teaching through the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's a good place to start as well. The Gospel mm-hmm. of John, exactly. You could join me on that that Jesus journey, and um, just just start there, and God will continue to work in your life and reveal Himself to you. Yeah, yes. thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. I love the way that you guys break everything down, and it's it's fun. Like you actually remind me of of people I went to high school with, like just your voice and <laughs> Sean's voice. And, you know, he articulates things and it's, it's awesome. I, I just love it. And I, I really appreciate you guys. Well, we love you. Yeah. Where, 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 where are you from? Riverside? Yeah, I'm from Riverside. Uh, okay. Well, we, we teach, we do a, a night, uh, the shine night. It's actually at Calvary Chapel, uh, Calvary right, Chapel Chapel. Diamond Bar off mm-hmm. the 60 freeway and the 57 every okay. Sunday night at seven, six, uh, six o'clock. Uh-huh. 
Oh, yeah. I so want to go. That's, yeah. where we're, that's where we're at. Yeah. We're all there. Sean's there. I'm there. Uh, Linda's there. Um, we all we all hang out there on Sunday nights, and then obviously Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights and all that stuff. But yeah, if you want to come meet up with us in person, we're there on Sunday nights. Yeah, I'd love to meet you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're 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 out there. We're we're like with everyone, so you can come just come say what up, and we'll we'll hang out. Okay, thank you so much. All yeah. right, we love you. God Take bless it you. easy. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Cool, cool stuff. I think we got one See, minute left. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and plug the announcements, okay. and then we got to get through these questions, Belinda. I know we got these calls too. I know it's so hard. It's Sky, live with Skylar Reese. <laughs> um, Sorry, here we go. I'm let me, let me, over. let me give these announcements. Um, we, this is Ryan. My name is Ryan Reese. <laughs> um, I started the Whosoever's Movement a while ago. It is the end of the year. A lot of people want to do the end of the year giving. We are a nonprofit. We go to public high schools and we give the gospel of Jesus Christ to the kids. If you would like to partner with us and do a donation, rad. Uh, hit us up at thewhosoevers.com. Uh, you could do a, a, a donation. We even do like a monthly giving. You could start at 10 bucks and join us for that. and Or you could do a one-time gift, whatever it is. It's a tax write-off. But more importantly is that we are getting in front of kids at public high schools and exactly. we're giving them Jesus Christ. Yep. That's it. It's it's amazing. It's very simple. People are shocked that we're even getting in, into public high schools. Yes, we are getting there. And we're doing concerts for them and preaching to these kids. It's sick. If you want to find out more about uh, the Whosoever's, thewhosoever's.com. We're on social media, obviously, all the all the different platforms. Um, and if you want to get some of the web... Oh, we're at break. Yep. Well, hey. We'll be I guess back. We'll see you back in two minutes. Peace. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I want you But tonight yes. is a special <laughs> edition with live with, with Skylar Reese. Reese. What's Woo-hoo. up, Skylar? Hi. There's too many Reese's in this room. <laughs> yes. So if you just tuned in, I have my niece Skylar Reese in studio, and then alongside me is Melinda Reese, my sister-in-law. Hi, Melinda. Hello. <laughs> Good to see you after the break. I know. It's all a long time. All right. Well, I promise that we're going to get through these questions. So here we go. Let's go. Okay. So we have a question uh, from Temecula. And she wants to know, there is a common misconception on how do people lose their cool, hip self or that they become boring uh, in, a, in a sense after they get married and have a family. How do you keep your youthful vibe and remain a godly family man? Which kind of goes along with... Oh, man. Man, you're a man. <laughs> you're not a boy anymore. You're a man. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Ooh. because you're old, maybe you could speak into this. But I guess oh, okay. she was addressing the man yeah, in the place. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks you're hip and cool. Wow. Go figure. Uh, little does she know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little does she not know. Um, well... Or I, the misconception that Christians are boring. Yeah. You know or, what I'm saying? Or yes. some Christians can become boring. That's true. I bet those guys, too. Yeah, yeah Let's true. address all three. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we'll, let's, let's start. Let's hit it. So we're going to add two questions right. to her question. Exactly. So the first question is, um, be, after you get married, losing your cool. 
Yes, becoming boring. Becoming boring. Yes. Well, that's just because you become boring. Like it's a choice. I, it's a choice. That just means you're lazy. You stop yep. dating your wife. Exactly. You stop going out and having fun. Yep. I mean, that's just that's just on the person. I've seen people that aren't Christians do that. Exactly. I mean, I've had my younger friends get married and have kids, and they're like, oh, I'm married now. Yep. Hang out at home. I'm like, dude, you're boring. Because right. I'm married. I got kids, and I'm still hitting concerts. I'm you're still, far from boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm still skateboarding. I'm still surfing. I'm still going to concerts. Exactly. Traveling. I mean, I, nothing has changed. No. I mean, the only difference is now I get to take my wife and have a good time. Exactly. So that's just on you. But right. let's add our two questions. But wait, let, from a woman's perspective, uh-huh. becoming boring or like getting into that rut of marriage comes from the fact that, let's just say you're a wife, you have kids, you're home all day, mm-hmm. you don't get ready. You wake up, you put on your workout clothes, but you don't go work out, and then that's how you are all day. Well, your husband doesn't want to come home and see that. He wants to see his wife that gets up does her hair, does her makeup, and looks like a queen when he gets home. Because you're still trying to not impress your husband, but you're still trying to show him, hey, I'm still the person that you fell in love with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you haven't given up. You don't just don't sit around and just look That's sloppy. a two-way, that's a definitely a two-way street. Yes. For the guy. And well, the yeah, girl. exactly. Because if both people just kind of give up, A, we're married. I mean, I can just <laughs> eat whatever I want. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. You get married and then I go, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I'm married now. I'm just going to eat whatever. Yeah. And we both eat whatever. And be- before, they used to both go to the gym every day. Yeah. And also now they're just And then you end up parties. in stretching pants all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> that could really kill the party, too. Yeah, seriously. Um, so let's add to our two questions of are Christians boring? Because they're not. Well, bo- no, I'm a full-on Christian. I exactly. love Jesus. And... Uh, I'm not. I'm no. still doing everything that I used to do. Exactly. Um, before, bef- well, yeah, I guess before I was, I was doing everything I used to do before as a Christian, but now I do it. But I walk in holiness. I'm not doing stuff that would jeopardize my faith, right? Or put myself in sketchy situations, exactly. or doing the things I used to do when I was not a Christian, right? But now I'm, I'm still going to con. But know, everything now has a purpose. Yes. Before absolutely. you were living for yourself, body appetites, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And now your purpose is what? I mean, when you, if you go to a concert or you're skating, your purpose is, hey, man, if I meet somebody, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're I don't, doing I don't the same go, thing. I don't go there going, I'm going to tell no, someone no, about no, Jesus. No, no, no. But, but I'm always open. I, exactly. I've let people lord at the skate park at concerts. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I'm walking, I'm just walking my, my faith out. Exactly. Yeah. And the Lord opens the door and you're going to do it. But then, yes. here's my question okay. I want to ask. Then there's the, the Christians you meet that... They f- they were like radical in the world and just they used to be fun. We'll say, right. and they, we'll just say guys that aren't even married, okay, or girls that aren't even married. Also, then they become Christians, and then they become boring, right? And I think what happens, and you could add this, yeah. I think what happens is people become institutionalized, right? They all of a sudden they get into this whole institution of the the church and these all these rules and regulations exactly. that are not this, legalist, not legalist <laughs> that are not in the Bible, right? But they just become. Like I got an Instagram the other day. I went to I went to uh, a secular concert, uh-huh. and um, some guy Instagram. He goes, "Hey, can I? Can you go to or can I go? Can you or can I go to Christ, uh, secular concerts?" And I didn't know if the, it was a kid or not. Right? Yeah. I think it was a kid. I was like, "Well, okay. you got to ask your parents." I don't. Exactly. I'm not going to say you can go to a secular right. concert. 
And I didn't have time to type because I'm not a typer. Right. But if I could talk this out. If I. Okay. But if I could type it out, basically what it would be is like, well, I'm not going to go to secular concerts where some guy's defaming God or. Burning crosses. Or, or, or talking or, about crazy stuff from right, stage. Right. I mean, you know, I've heard like, you know, there's Greg Laurie listens to the Beatles and people are like, oh, the Beatles. You know? Right. But like there's different secular music that you can listen to that's not like anti-God. Let's put it this way. If you are walking with the Lord mm-hmm. and you're in tune with his spirit, he's going to convict you on what you can and cannot do. Yes. You can go to secular concerts. Now, I truly believe there are people that can't. But that doesn't make Absolutely. it wrong or right. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? It's yes. like we all have our own convictions and we have to follow them, whatever they are. But don't get trapped into legalism, but truly be open to the Holy Spirit and him telling you, OK, you know what? This is OK. You can do this. Like, don't try to change who you are, because you know what? God created you the way you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that your character all of a sudden has to change this fun person that used to go out and have all this fun. And now you're a Christian. Well, I can't do that anymore. That's not the way it is, you know? And I'm not endorsing secular concerts right. just, just for the record. Right, We're right. on a Christian radio. Exactly. Let me explain something. When I found the Lord nine years ago, I literally didn't listen to any secular music at all because I came out of a crazy right. lifestyle. Exactly. I stopped listening to secular music probably for at least three years straight. Right. Like, I'm serious. I didn't listen to the radio, nothing. All I listened to was worship, and I was reading the Bible, but I was still, um, I, well, actually, for a year straight, I didn't go to concerts or anything. Right. But then, as God started opening the doors for me exactly. to go and, and reach out to people at concerts and in the world, I would go with a mission, a man right. on That's a mission. That's what I'm saying, a purpose. A call. You but have I, a purpose. But I wasn't listening to a bunch of, I still wasn't listening to right. non-Christian music. If I was going to these concerts where there was non-Christian stuff, I was there for a purpose exactly. doing ministry. Exactly. But literally, it took me a couple years to uh, not listen to any Christian music because I wanted to see what God was doing in my life. Right. He needed to transform me. And then God started speaking to me by his exactly. Holy Spirit, showing me what I could personally listen to. Right. Not what you, Melinda, or right. Skylar can listen to, but he had to show me what I could listen exactly. to. Not legalism, but show me what I could listen right. to personally. And then I started going to certain things. And I've been to concerts where I walked in and someone will start playing and I'm like, uh-huh. dude, I'm out of here. Right. This just is not resonating. The exactly. Holy Spirit telling me to leave, and I've left the concert. Right, I walked out. So it's like movies. People say, "Oh, I can't go to the movies anymore." Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I go to the movies, but if there is something in that movie that the Lord is like, "Get the heck out of here," I will leave. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's that's kind of the legalism that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, so I just shut out the whole world. Well, okay, but. We live in the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if you're not in the world, per se, living in it, where's your opportunity to minister to people? Where's your opportunity to witness to people? You know what I'm saying? They need Jesus. You can't really lead people to the Lord going from home to church and back. No, you can't. <laughs> you actually got to be out there. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, that, and like I said, the movies, the movie industry is crazy. It is. It's far and few that movies that are actually legit you right. know, these days. No, it's true. It's, it's seriously like... You know, it's it's pretty crazy out there. But yeah, no, I I, I agree. And it, it all comes down to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Exactly. And I'm not here to endorse, you know, movies and secular music. Right, exactly. What I would tell you listeners is 
Get into a relationship with Jesus Christ. See what the Holy Spirit tells you individually. Exactly. What he wants for you in your life. Right. And that's it. That's it. That's so, all it comes down to. Back to the question. Okay. Because <laughs> there are people that find God. Yes. Then they could put, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I've got Instagrams where like, man, where were you guys when I got saved? Like basically some guy gets saved out of like rock and roll. And then all right. of a sudden he put dockers on and cut exactly. his hair. And, and now he's like, <laughs> college shirts. He's like, and- what? Yeah. He's like, what happened? You know? Right. And it's not the outer. No. Clearly it's the inner. It's the exactly. heart. God wants your heart. And if you're a skateboarder, if you grew up a skateboarder, you're a skateboarder. Exactly. I'm a skateboarder till I die. Right. <laughs> like, period. If you grew up surfing, you're a surf- surfer. My dad's yeah. a surfer. If you look right. at my dad, he wears Chucks and Vans, exactly. or you know, which are Chucks or Chuck Taylor, you yeah. know, Converse. Yeah. Or Vans. Exactly. And Levi's and T-shirts. Yeah. He's a surfer through and through. He's not, you know, he's not, he's not wearing a suit and tie over no. here. The guy's a surfer, Mm-mm. you know, and he yeah. teaches the word of God and, and he's led by the Holy Spirit exactly. and he leads people to the Lord all day long out in the water when he's surfing. Exactly. You know, and, and anyway, so, yeah. so you don't have to be boring. No. Life, you were not created to be boring. No. God created you to live free. Free. Paul talks about, I'm free to do whatever yeah. I want. Exactly. But he doesn't do free certain things. Christ. Yes, you're free in Christ. Yes. But no what Christ says. Okay. What's that? Okay. Well, okay. Does that go along with number six too? Yes. It goes on number six because the person wrote in and said, you know, this is another person. This is another person completely different. They feel that when you speak, Brian, yes. And your studies, they talk about the struggle, but can there be joy in being a Christian? Okay. I teach right through the Bible. So I'm Correct. teaching through John. So I'm just going from story to story through the Bible. So you, Obviously, saw me a night when I was speaking on some struggles, struggles, some struggles. But then, you know, when I get to different chapters, we talk about different things. And yeah, their joy. Heck yeah. You get the Holy Spirit in your life. You're going to have joy in your life. Exactly. Are you going to go through hard times? Absolutely. Read the Bible. The disciples yep. went through hard times, but then they had those mountaintop mm-hmm. experiences. That's that's just life. But so, even going through trials, you still have joy. Why? Because you know that God is in complete control. Because, and you yeah. know that he won't give you anything that you can't handle. And he always gives you a way of escape. There's no doom and gloom when you're in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And, and James talks about when you go through these struggles, God's working out his, his, his your, your Christian character. Exactly. He's trying to make you into a spiritual giant, not a weak Christian. That's right. So when you're going through those things, think about see, trying to see the lessons that God's trying to teach you. Exactly. And um, that's that's what it's all about, yep. you know? Now yeah. yeah, I was going to say, now we're going to have to get into something real heavy. Okay, so that was fun, right? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That was joy. That was like, hey, right. this is how fun it is to be a Christian. That's what's so amazing about the show. It's a roller coaster. It is. Right. You got your highs. You got your lows. So I guess we're going low now. Yeah. What's next? We're going deep. Real deep. So Are you ready? Live with Skylar Reese? Exactly. I am ready. Okay. Okay. So our next question is, it says, um, hi, Ryan. I watched... Um, your I am second t- video tonight, and it really hit my heart. My boyfriend has been struggling with pornography addiction for a long time. I really don't message people. I don't know, but would you please pray for him and us? I know he doesn't want this in his life, and I don't know what to do anymore. I see his daily struggle and how it's robbing joy from his life. Your story is an encourager to me. 
What number was that? That was number two on the first page. Number two on the first page. Okay, so the dude's... Your, your page. The dude's struggling... Not that with, one. You're on the wrong page there. Okay, right there you go. Um, so it's number three. This yes. one. Yeah. I watched it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the dude... The, the, the boyfriend's dealing with porn. Exactly. All right. Well, it's very simple. It all goes down... It all goes back to sin. I mean, in my I Am Second video, I talk about my, my pornography... Um, uh, I, I was exposed to pornography at first grade and club magazines. And from there on, that stuck in my mind. And then I got exposed to hardcore porn and video, triple X porn in fourth grade. And then, you know, throughout high school and this and that, and just not walking with God, being exposed to it. And then the internet came out and then it was just like the Pandora box. Right. And basically when I gave my life to the Lord, I decided that I was not going to sleep with girls. I decided I was going to not watch pornography, but for the first six months of my walk, I was, Going to church, God was transforming my life, took away my addictions, the drugs and alcohol. But I was watching porn for the first six months. And then I came across that verse in Matthew 16, 28, I think it is. And Jesus said to the disciples, and that's to his followers, we're his followers. He says, if you want to be my disciple, you got to turn from your selfish ways. You got to pick up your cross and follow me. And in another thing in Luke, it says daily. Right. So that verse basically came alive to me. And I realized that if I was going to walk with God, and I was going to be a disciple. I had to turn away from my body appetites. All it comes down to is the denial of, of the body flesh. appetites, yes. the denial of the flesh. Yes. I don't, I've, I've had a guy come up to me. I've said this before on the radio. Hey man, I heard your story. I'm struggling with pornography. What do I do? And I go, where are you watching porn? And the guy goes on my phone. I go, disconnect the internet from your phone. Exactly. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you came to me and you're right. asking me. What do I do? You, were Here's you watching the solution. it? Here's the solution. If <laughs> yeah. you can't stop watching it on your phone, get Just rid of the internet. from your phone. I can't do that. Your house, wherever it is that you watch it, disconnect the internet. What's that verse we were talking about earlier today? Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck, pluck it, it out. out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut, cut it, it off. off. It's better for you to enter the kingdom, or to enter the kingdom of heaven with one eye That's and right. one foot than to... Uh, how does it go? I don't know. I, my mind just went like. Then, then to burn? No. Or, or to no. go to hell. Yeah, this to go is to what hell. it's yeah. saying. Yeah, so, okay, we messed up that verse. Okay. But basically what he's saying is, <laughs> so it's better for you. <laughs> Let me paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. We got Golden over here, the, the operator yeah, laughing exactly. at us. <laughs> All right. This is what it comes down to, paraphrasing. Jesus is saying, it's better for you to get to heaven with one eye missing and one foot missing or one hand missing. Better than to go to hell with all your hands and all your eyes because hell is real. Jesus talked about it over 300 times in the New Testament about hell. He referenced to, I think it's almost 360 times. He talked more about hell than anything else he referred to in the New Testament because hell is real. And he's saying it's better for you to show up, to pluck out your eyeball and make it to heaven than to go and die and burn in hell because you don't die. when When you take your last breath, you go to hell and you're alive, your spirit is alive, but there's burning and gnashing exactly. of teeth forever. He says it's more important. And you're going to remember every time somebody told you about the Lord. And yeah, how and you, you get to think about yeah, that. Yeah, think about that. This Tortured. is my question. Tortured. But. This is my question yes. to her or husband, her yes. boyfriend. Or to all listeners. Yeah. What right now is in your life, what little sin, what sin is in your life that's dominating your life that is taking you to hell exactly is it a stupid porn addiction i know is it a pill addiction right is it because you're cheating on your husband right or you're cheating on your wife 
Right. Is it like you're lying, you're cheating? Right. What what sin is dominating your life, controlling right. your life? What little sin are you allowing? Is, is it worth yeah. going to hell for? Exactly. What is worth going to hell for? Well, I think Jesus says, "Is there anything think, worth more than your soul?" Uh, yeah. What does a man? What is? Uh, what does a man gain if he gains the whole, whole world, world and he and loses, loses his, his own, own soul? soul? Is there anything worth more than yeah. his soul? That's exactly. actually the continuation of that one verse right. we were just talking about. Yeah. Really? I mean, seriously, think about it. I mean. You have all these things in your life, but if you really break it down like you just did, your answer is there's nothing. There's nothing worth losing. So let me rephrase this. Yes. Sir, is your pornography addiction worth going to hell for? No. Exactly. No. Okay, next question. So then this kind of goes along with it because it has to do with our flesh. Uh, Marcos from Brazil writes in and says that he... Um, saw your testimony. He identified with it. He's been fighting with his flesh, which is, you know. Body appetites. Exactly. And he cannot stop masturbating. And he feels ashamed. His family is Christian and he's been going to church for a long time. And since last year, he's had experiences with the Holy Spirit. But even then, those desires do not go away. He does not watch pornography, but he has problems since adolescence with masturbation. And he needs help. He prays every day and gives God and talks to God always. And God comforts him and loves him and always forgives him. And for always forgiving him, he feels worse because even enjoying the mercy and the love of God, how can he leave it behind? Well, I've heard someone say masturbation leads to condemnation. Exactly. And that's true all the way across the board. Women do it men, just as much as men. Women, men, yeah. they go through the same thing and you just feel condemned the whole time. Exactly. So basically, I mean, I don't know if you're not in a porn, what's leading to I don't know what's leading to right. it. But but the thing is, is that it's interesting here because he's been dealing with it since his adolescence. So now it's a habit. Well, yeah. I, mean, you know I, what I know what's leading. I know what's leading to yeah. it. It's just being, you know, it's it's. You, 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 man and woman was created with a sex drive. Exactly. And then you act out on it and then it becomes a habit and then it starts turning into this bigger issue. Right. And just like all sin, it just the progression of sin, it snowballs effects. And then you right. find yourself in this situation and you're bummed out and your, your, your life with God is being, it, it's, it's like you're having this battle between the flesh and, and, and the spirit and what it all goes back to is what Jesus says. You got to deny yourself. You exactly. got to deny your body appetites. Right. And you need to just ask God for the power to overcome and to, you got to fight it, dude. It's a it war. Do, it is a war. It's a war. And true obedience, being obedient, even when you don't feel like it. Like, let's say you don't feel like reading or you read the word and it's not hitting you in the face. You still read. Why? Obedience. Because God will never, ever forsake you and he'll never let you down. Okay, I got a story. Yes. Well, about obedience. Okay. Well, we know that when you are obedient to the Holy Spirit, that's where the power comes. Correct. That's just in our Christian walk, period. Yeah, definitely. But the story of Joseph. Yep. I'm thinking about this dude that's dealing with, you know, masturbation right. and sex. It's just, it's all comes back to sex. Exactly. So Joseph is this good-looking Jew boy. Right. In, you know, he worked in the prisons, and then he right. got he got hired promoted. by— Promoted. And yeah. he was uh, part of the— um, um, What's the dude? Uh, Potter, Potter, Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife. Yeah. No. no, Potiphar. He worked for Potiphar's wife. Yes. Yeah. 
he, so so this girl, this guy was like a big dog yeah. in, in um in the in the government. Exactly. And you know, he was a centurion. Yes. Uh he was a eunuch, that means he couldn't have sex. He was exactly. he was, you know, fixed. Yeah. And the whole thing. And his wife was probably some gorgeous looking. I mean, you know, right. this guy's big big time. Exactly. So he probably has this hot wife. Right. Joseph is a young buck. Yeah. And she ripped off his clothes and she exactly. was trying to sleep with him. Now think about this. His clothes are ripped off. Yeah. She's amazing looking. Guaranteed. Yes. How easy would it have been? No one's around. Him? Yeah, no one's around. Yes. To give in. But what did he do? Obedience. Yes, obedience. He ran. Mm-hmm. He ran. And that's what we as Christians find hard to do is to run away from temptation. We're just like, well, why is it so hard for us? But yet Joseph was able to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's that's- like we need to... Get back to the basics of Christianity, of who God is in our lives, reading his word, praying, and just truly being obedient and allowing the Holy Spirit to work. And maybe you're caught, maybe you're caught up in all kinds of just stuff in your life. Like Melinda said, go to the basics, read your Bible, start today, right now, at ground zero with Jesus. Jesus, forgive me. Start confessing. Yes. All your sins out loud. Say it out loud. Lord, forgive me for this. Lord, forgive me for that. Lord, forgive me. And just start confessing and just say, let's start over right now, Lord. And just start today. Today is the day that the Lord has made. He will will reveal himself to you. You will rejoice. (laughs) You will have joy and he will transform you. Writing just right now at the beginning of the show, the girl that called in Megan said she prayed and the Holy Spirit came upon her. The other girl got prayed for the Holy Spirit came upon her. She had a supernatural experience in the natural realm. We have two minutes left. I want to thank everyone for for tuning in. Thank you, Melinda. I want to plug the whosoever's movement because we tour high schools for a living. We go to public high schools. We're giving the gospel to the kids. And it's the end of the year. We are a nonprofit. If you guys want to donate to the cause, go to the whosoevers.com. You can even join us on the monthly giving. Dude, if you're even down with this show, if you've been, you know, blessed by this show and, and it's encouraged you, you know, it, you know, it costs money to, to get these shows going. So if you want to donate and help support us in that, you know, that's, that's how this whole thing uh, goes where God guides, God provides. If he that's lays right. it on your heart. Holler at your boys, you know? That's right. If not, it's all good. Just enjoy. And um, I just, I'm going to pray. Lord, I pray for everyone that's listening right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that your Holy Spirit will baptize them. I pray that you will reveal them. I pray that you will break the chains of those people that are dealing with crazy stuff in their life. All the stuff that we've been talking about today, Lord, have your way in those people's lives that are listening in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will uh, bless Calvary Chapel as a movement. I pray that you will start a revival um, all across the world, Lord, so that you could draw people to yourself and reveal yourself so that people can have a relationship with you and people will enter the kingdom of God. I want to give a shout out to Penny. Penny called uh, probably maybe a couple of weeks ago when she was listening to our show and she was just in awe of us being so real about topics that are plaguing our society, such as pornography, mm-hmm. masturbation, mm-hmm. drugs, all that kind of stuff. And she has a prayer group and sit, and she said that she was going to uh, have her prayer group now on Saturday so they could all listen to our show. So I Epic. just want to say, you know what? Thank you, Peggy. We really, Penny, 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 Penny. We thank you for listening. And it was really great talking to you the other day. Where are they located? Somewhere back 
Missouri. East. Yeah, Rockies. something like that. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. So Skyler, any cool. last words? Peace. <laughs>